<laughs> it's Monday. It's all good. We are finally live. You guys have no idea what went on in the background there uh, to actually bring this into. Technology was not my friend this morning. Oh, that was funny. Ah, uh, good. It tested you well. Good morning. And usually when that happens, I just want to throw it through the, the window. I don't have very much patience when the technology is not working the way I like it to. <laughs> yeah, throw it through the window. I want another project. Yeah, yes. So, uh, happy Monday. You are joining us live here on Facebook, um, Java with a Judge, or on Podbean. Podbean. Money Secrets. Our podcast, too. That's right. So, I'm going to share this out really quick. Um, today we're going to talk about how much people spend on, I know it's kind of a crazy, like the month of December is just insane with the amount of Christmas parties to go to the, the different things, the, the little things you have to get here and there. And, um, there are a lot of moving parts in December. There's also that little bit of, um, Stress and anxiety. Yeah, for for it's supposed to be like the most joyous part of you know month of the whole year it is. and it all is that if kind you just of allow stuff. It to be. But it can be truly very very stressful, and one of the stress points is obviously geared towards money. That's why we drink coffee. That's why we drink coffee first thing in the morning, but um, you know we found some interesting information as far as you know what. You know, a lot of research goes into, like, just about anything, really. Uh, um, yeah, there are statistics on absolutely everything. We thought this was a good one because we're, you know, December, and we have been talking about the season of giving. And part of the giving is, um, you know, there's that financial piece to it. Yeah. So we have to, you know, we want to take a look at that, be aware of it, and go through some statistics that may be surprising, may not be surprising to some of you. I think that, you know, we've pretty well, yeah. we wrapped our head around this a long time ago, having three kids. Yeah. And, and the fact that kids just get more expensive, the older they get. So. Yeah. <laughs> the gifts get bigger or they get smaller, but more expensive. You know, if we, if we would just learn that when the kids are young, if we go back and do it all over again, I think up until about age five, I would have bought nothing but boxes and wrapping paper. Yeah. Yeah. Because really, it was like after age five that we were going through the house and picking up a bunch of plastic stuff and getting rid of it. Plastic yeah. toys that, yeah. you know, those, those things that they play with one, two, maybe three times and done. Yeah. Oh, and we thought it would be so cool and, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it can be kind of crazy. So here's the information that we found. Um, the, the average U.S. shopper anticipates spending an average of $929 this season. And that's according to the American Research Group. And so that's kind of a, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Almost a thousand dollars. And that's, um, those are the things we talked about this last week too, you know, setting that budget and sticking with it. And if you, if you are setting that budget and you are sticking with it, that can help you really kind of reduce that. Mm-hmm. And do you remember there's, there was one thing that we went over last week that I think is absolutely key. 
and it's that part of buy your <laughs> yeah. Don't buy your big ticket items first. Right. Yeah. Because it, the, if you buy those big ticket items first, say if you're going to get your kid a laptop or maybe a, a nice mountain bike, if you buy one of those first, you kind of condition your mind right off the bat that okay, we're spending a lot of money. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Jerry, how are you? Nice to see you. Um, then uh, they took a T Row Price. We've probably heard of them. Uh, they have some data that confirms that parents are spending an average of $422 per child this season. And actually 34% of parents are, are willing to go over the $500 mark per kid. So, you know, if you take that times three for us, that's 1500 bucks. So that, that could be, and that's, that's, I want to, I want to commend you. First of all, your math in your head right there was it was Thank spot you. On. It was you spot did on. Really well. It was good, um, but you know that's before anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if you add on the dinners and the parties and the food and the alcohol and you know everything else that Not alcohol ca- for your kids, so no, but for us, <laughs> sometimes needed. <laughs> um, so you know it can be it can be a lot, and I guess. You know, it's sometimes we get so caught up in the idea of wanting to have, make sure that the kids have a really great experience for Christmas. But, you know, you spend, I just, I'm always just like a little bit like, ugh, because you do all this preparation and then it's done just like that. Like it's like breakfast. Like if you do a really, really big breakfast and you do all this prep, the, ha- the kitchen is a mess. And then breakfast is inhaled in like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's why you really need to enjoy the preparation and in the season. Enjoy, it, and that's a, that's a really good point because if you put so much emphasis on, you know, the spending and the stress and the anxiety that goes along with that, you really do live in just that one moment when the gifts are open. And the worst feeling in the world is when you think you've done everything right and then a child opens up a gift and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah. Yep. But if you remember what the season is about and try to try not to just live in that one 10 minute moment, have fun messing up the kitchen, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, I just think I want to move towards experiences rather than gifts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Moving forward. I want to be about experiences because then it lasts a little bit longer. So anyways, you have some other stuff down here. Yeah, this was a a follow-up to the information or the research that we did here. Uh, It was kind of shocking that there's a lot of parents that put themselves in in a situation of financial risk when it comes to the holiday seasons. And we all want to do so much for our kids. We want to make it a great experience for them. But what we found was that 25% of parents actually go to some pretty drastic measures. So 25% of parents are actually dipping into their 401ks. Cool. So they're they're borrowing against them. Yeah. They are dipping into their emergency funds. And then they're also this one was kind of shocking, they're taking payday loans. Which holy cow. Yeah, interest rates on those payday loans are insane. They yeah, it's it's like um, highway robbery. Yeah, it's like it's like the legal mafia thing. I mean, it's it is kind of crazy. Yeah, we talk about setting that 
that budget that we all need to stick to. And according to what we were going through this morning, a lot of people will set budgets, but only, well, actually 58% of those people that set a budget will actually stick to it or they fail to stick to it. Yeah. So they set a budget, but they're not sticking to it because you get in the heat of the moment. Mm -hmm. And I've been in the heat of the moment. I remember going out and, and buying a last minute gift on Christmas Eve just to make it, you know, Christmas package count fair and equitable under the tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, those are things to be aware of as you go into the Christmas season. That, And when you think about it, you know, that small moment in time, and sure, you know, those, the, the smiles and everything else are great on Christmas morning. And, you know, they're going to be there anyway. Yeah. They are going to be there anyway. Yeah. But to pay the price in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and sometimes even further, yeah. to pay the price of Christmas. So like Chris, Kristen said, you do all this prep work, it's over like that, but the ramifications and the ripple effect can sometimes last over a year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, and especially if you're dipping into these other other spaces like you were talking about. Um, you know, and sometimes, you know, I think it's, you know, we all want to do really awesome, amazing things. We want to, you know, one of the big things for us was that we always wanted to, you know, give our kids like this leg up. Like we've seen our, you know, certain friends of ours, you know, where they've, you know, their parents were well off and, and, you know, that just helped them elevate even more. And so we wanted to kind of be in a space where we could do the same for our kids and maybe not at the same level, but, um, you know, just kind of start something. So we always wanted, you know, we always had these really big ideas of what we wanted to do. We just didn't know really how to go about doing that. Until, you know, what was it, like six years ago, we went to this money class and um, they fed us a free burrito and we were very excited about it. But one of the things that they had talked about in there was this million dollar baby plan and how, yeah, like it wouldn't, it didn't cost a whole lot to get started. I mean, we could, we could definitely do $150 a month for each kid, not for each kid, but $50 a month for each one of the kids. Yeah. So $150 a month total to really provide. And this, I can't tell you how many people that we work with and a lot of our clients, grandparents love, it's called million dollar baby plan. Mm-hmm. It's something that you can give your grandkids or parents can give their children that the kids don't see it right away. Mm-hmm. And especially if they're little. Right. But you can, like I said, you can give them a box and wrapping paper. They're going to have fun all day long with that. But in the background, mm-hmm. you set up a million dollar baby plan for your grandchild. And all of a sudden, you are creating for them. And when I say million dollar baby, it's designed because by the time they are set to retire, they're going to have a million dollars in the bank just because of what you started when they were young. Yeah. It not only sets up that incredible savings plan for them, it also protects them on the insurance side too. There's CYA. There's a lot of moving parts to it, and it's a little bit more robust, but it just gives um, the word options comes up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so giving your kids as many options as possible when it comes to um, really kind of setting them up. And we just don't know. We don't know, you know, 
our son Gunnar, like he changes almost on a daily basis of what he wants to be. He's really thinking about what he wants to be when he grows up. And he goes from being a firefighter to a uh, electrician to maybe he's going to fix cars or, you know, whatever. He kind of changes all, all over the place. And so because they're in that space where they have so many options and to narrow it down, um, you know, and to find something that's just very pigeonholed. Um, like a 529 plan? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, this, this could last their whole entire life. Their entire life. And really it's something that you start up. out yeah, and you keep it going. And then when they get older, either their parents can take it over. If it's a grandparent that's do it, their parents can take it over. Or the child can take it over at some point too. Yeah. Well, and I think it opens the door too um, to having um, that financial or even money conversation about how money works, mm-hmm. how we, we've set this up for you now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your responsibility to learn how to pay yourself first. Um, Because that's one of those things that's really not... I mean, people tell you, like, you should save. That's not very exciting. (laughs) Well, yeah, and I think that right now, I mean, we we definitely live in a world of instant gratification. So saving is a hard thing to do for a lot of people. Yeah. And we, we say this all the time, is that saving is just like working out. You've got to start small. And you've got to get into a habit. You've got to get into a routine. And just like a lot of you out there work out, and you know that after you start working out, it becomes easier and easier. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with saving. You start saving a little bit, save $50 a month, and all of a sudden it's like, well, that's easy. And you can bump that up, go 75, and then go 100. And before you know it, you can start chunking away a lot of money, and you don't miss it. Yeah. That's the best part about it. Yeah. And if you do these on, like, automatic overdrafts, then it's even better because you never see it. Yep. It's just gone. Out of sight, out of mind. But in the background, it's growing, it's protecting, and you're setting yourself up for a great retirement, and especially with a child. Yep. I've always said one of the best gifts you can give a young kid is the gift of insurance. People say, wow, that's weird. Why would you do that? Because if you put insurance, if you do that gift of insurance early on in a child's life, if something, God forbid, happens to them later on in life and they're diagnosed with something, which we've seen, you know, in, in doing what we do, we've seen this quite a bit, that kids that are in there, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, they can't get insured because of something they were diagnosed with when they were 12. Well, if when they were little, you put insurance on them and they're covered. They're good to go. They're good to go. It's yeah. there forever. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I've had quite a few conversations with individuals, you know, through no fault of their own. They didn't do anything wrong, but um, unfortunately they got diabetes when they were juveniles. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that, um, oh, cool, Carlton. I'm glad you're enjoying this. Um, it's one of those things where um, they want it now as adults. Like they, they, they get it. Like they understand it. They want it the most. They want it more than mo- most people, but they can't get it because yeah. of that diagnosis that happened um, well, when they were kiddos. And, and it's something that when we you know, were new parents, we never ever thought about insurance for our well, kids. Nobody really talked to us about it. Nobody ever talked to us about it. And a lot of people think, oh my God, that's morbid. Oh, it is so the opposite of morbid. Yeah. It is the best thing that you can do for a child. The absolute best thing. So Absolutely. these are all just some of the things that we wanted to enlighten you on. Or give you um, other ideas of how to really, really kind of 
um, set your kids up. I mean, cause we all do, we love our kids. They're, you know, our, our heart and joy and all that good stuff. And we want to, um, you know, mm. just give them what we did or what we feel like we didn't get, you know, it's not that our parents didn't take care of us cause they did. So here's the deal. Like this, love this, share this out. We would love to hear some of your guys' thoughts. Uh, any of your tips and tricks when it comes to Christmas spending? Uh, what has been your saving grace at going through this season? We'd love to hear from, from you about that. And um, the countdown is on. We have about one week before Christmas Eve is here. So it's almost over or we're just beginning for some of us. <laughs> It is. And remember, don't live for that one moment on Christmas morning. Live in every moment building up to it. Enjoy the whole season. All right. All right we'll see everybody. you guys next Monday. Cheers. Cheers.